This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specializes in maximizing compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Now when we hear that music, it can only mean one thing, and that is we have to chat to our great friend Shane Van Gisberg. And this is The Driver's Seat. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Boys, how are you going? Oh, good, mate. I thought we were going off to New Zealand there for a second. It's COVID-free over there. I thought we were going to, when I heard Move that, we were, yeah, we were going to Christchurch or mate, Auckland or something. But at, no. the, at the moment, being in Melbourne is not the best place to stay COVID-free. But thankfully, Shane Van Gisbergen is safe up in Queensland, and he's been very good enough to join us on the driver's seat. So please welcome back, SVG. Hey, evening, guys. Good evening, mate. Good evening. <laughs> hey, um, it's been... Uh, it's been pretty full on, hasn't it, the last few weeks? But um, given that uh, the last few weeks, we won't obviously elaborate too much on the last few weeks. It hasn't been kind to you. But a couple of weeks' time, Darwin's usually pretty good for you guys. So I bet you're pretty keen to get up there. Well, you say it's been been no good, but we've still got a fourth, <laughs> which is all right. I didn't say no good. Pretty, I said it hasn't been kind. you got pretty high expectations, <laughs> man. Well, I have for you, and you have too. So I expect you to be P2 or PP1 every time. But um, Darwin's been a really good hunting ground for you. So um, you must be uh, – and, and, you know, we've spoken quite a bit in the last few weeks, especially while you're racing. And um, it's been a little bit confusing for me because, you know, obviously I'm not there not yeah. knowing what's going on. And, and like, you're there, you're P2, and then you're not there, and then you send me a text saying, oh, we've got no tyres. And it's just – it's been a very bizarre couple of rounds, hasn't it? Yeah, look, there's a lot of ways to to look at it. Um, firstly, it's freaking awesome to be racing again, though, after three weeks yeah. off or three months <laughs> off. But, um, you know, secondly, it's also not racing. It's not really competition, but it's exciting because, you know, there's a lot of different winners and, you know, lots of different strategies. So we're really having to think a lot, but it's not pure performance racing. So it's, it's yeah. hard in, in one way, um, but... You know, it is what it is, and we have to adapt. And I can, you can certainly see why they're doing it. You know, there's lots of teams that are struggling with sponsors through this pandemic, and and you know, we're trying to give everyone a a chance at the limelight and stuff. So I, I think it's a good thing in some ways, but the pure competitor in me hates it. So, and is that? Do you reckon that's the the view up and down? pit lane, Shane, because we saw at SMP1, 
some ripper racing. Yep. Then they changed yeah. it all for SMP2. And there's, there's been a bunch of criticism in the press and up and down pit lane. Do you think that's the general feel? I saw feel? put out a release saying hey, everyone was raving about it, but I haven't heard anyone else. <laughs> Nor have I. Like <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Gotta uh, love the PR story. machine. <laughs> yeah, but, but for me, Sydney Motorsport Park 1, where we had one less set of tyres than we needed, and they were all the same compound, I thought the racing was fantastic because you still... Yeah had to sacrifice one stint of a race. You still had to shuffle tyres around. And it wasn't a gamble, you know. You were still thinking and racing. And, um, you know, if you really wanted to go for broke and win a race, you still had that chance. And, but, and you know, you, you know, Percat managed it perfectly in the, in the first round. Um, and, you know, won, won a race through peel pace, but also through using his tyres in the right way. And I thought the racing was really good there. But, you know... Yeah. At, at the second round, it was too much. There was too much performance difference. You know, when people were on old hards uh, versus new softs, you know, they weren't. It was just mayhem. It wasn't real racing. So, yeah, that's my view anyway. But um, you know, according to the people who run the show, it was amazing. <laughs> and that's. But the funny thing is, that's exactly you've said exactly what I said last week, mm. didn't I, mate? Yeah, I exactly. said yep. I loved SMP one because it yep. was just a one tire compound. Mm with one less yep. set of tyres, and the, the dual compound was too hard. And, and, and I mean, you just got to look at your qualifying, Shane. I mean, you were, you were like, uh, second, second, third at uh, SMP1, and then you were second, yep. second, 22nd at SMP2, yeah. all because of that other tyre compound that was mixed into the equation. Yeah, well, we didn't do a good enough job on that one. We chose to completely sacrifice the race and a qualifying session. And, and you know, um, Scotty did a, did a better job, and even though he ended up back with me in race three, he still started up the front, which helped him a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I really felt for, for Lee Holdsworth and Anton, you know, they went for broke on the first race, didn't get a result, and, um, you know, they may as well have not turned up on Sunday. They qualified on the back two rows both races because they had no soft. So it's, uh, it's a hard one. Uh, looking forward to Darwin, Shane. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, you knew, but you're currently on 398 starts. You're due to get your 400th race start up in Darwin. Are you a yeah. guy that follows the stats? Are you a guy that watches that and goes, oh, yeah, hey, I made 400? No, or no. do you just look at it and go, no. I didn't even know, don't care? <laughs> uh, I might get a free cake maybe. That'll be pretty good. <laughs> but, um, really, Did you ever think you I were going to make that. 400 starts? No, nah, but that, that's the dream, man. I, and I and I still am really grateful and and appreciate you know how cool it is to be a supercar driver and how lucky I am, and especially to be you know not that I'm sounding old or whatever, but to be competitive after such a long time and and hopefully still many years to come. I'm uh, you know I'm forever grateful that I've got this chance. But yeah, for the numbers at the moment, I don't don't really care. Hopefully, there's another ten or fifteen years to go, and I can still spend it being competitive. Well, just for, for giggles, you're 398 starts, 36 wins, 109 podiums, and 29 Armour All Pole Awards. And thank you, Nimsy Azor, for all the stats. Well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's it like? I just want to know what it's like at the moment, because obviously you, just, you said at the start there that how fantastic it is to be back racing. What's it like yep. to race without... Blue, uh, blue light filter glasses on because <laughs> that's all you've been doing oh, yeah. pretty much four months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a weird time in New Zealand. Um, 
you know, having nothing to do and just racing on the computer with all the mates back in Australia and around the world. But, um, you know, even when I got back here, it was it was all that was happening for a couple of, or a month or so. But it's, um, yeah, it's been, been crazy. It's been, been weird interacting with people in person again, that's for sure. But, you know, everyone's, everyone's sort of been isolating and, and doing their part. But, yeah, certainly pretty crazy how the world was for a couple of months and still is, you know. They um, had some weird phone calls this afternoon and messages that um, I'm probably not meant to say that, but anyway, mm. I might be on a plane to Darwin tomorrow, you know, so they, um, yeah. you know, with, yeah. in Queensland today, there was a couple of hot spots uh, in between Gold Coast and Brisbane, a couple of new cases and, um, you know, they closed the border to Sydney and stuff like that. And Darwin is, Darwin is super strict on their border yeah. um, and, and it's worked, you know, there's not many cases up there. Um, so yeah, we may have to go tomorrow just to, just to get up there, you know, things, Things are changing that quickly, so lots yep. of stuff going on to keep the series alive. Which will be interesting because, I mean, the teams have essentially just, after last weekend, landed and settled here in Queensland. Uh, they're all yep. spread across uh, the Gold Coast, and now that sounds like they might have to all jump on a plane and get north again. Um, I want to move <laughs> yeah. away just from supercars a little bit because not only are you a former champion in supercars and a front-running drive, but you're also an extremely accomplished GT driver, how has this scenario affected your plans moving forward with GT racing? Oh yeah, it's um, it's wrecked a few things. Uh, it wrecked the LMP one, LMP two at, at Le Mans this year, and so that was a real wow. shame. But you know, it's uh, it is what it is, and uh, hopefully by next year I can go back to America. Had some racing lined up there with Lexus, which was which is awesome. Um, linking up with Steve Hallam again, so hopefully can get back to the states and go racing next year and and hopefully some europe stuff as well because yeah i miss racing there and i had a pretty awesome year planned and it and it all got stuffed but you know it's what it is you have to have to just adapt and hopefully it happens next year and how did triple eight deal with that are they pretty cool with you just bobbing off overseas in between supercar rounds or you know because some yep. i know that there are some drivers who turn around and or their teams turn around and say you're not allowed to go skiing or snowboarding you know your team seems to be happy for you to just go and race anywhere. Yeah, um, I, I guess for me, I always perform better when I'm when I'm in a race car and always driving. So yeah, I've, I've certainly noticed. You know, I, I had the the two or three months off, and then uh, went and drove a car for a friend in New Zealand. And the first car I drove was a little TCR car, and you know, it's only a little hairdresser's car. But when I pulled out of the pits, it felt like it had a thousand horsepower. So. <laughs> <laughs> everything was at rocket speed and I was going loose everywhere. So it took me a long time to keep up with that thing. So it, um, yeah, the more I'm driving, the, the better I feel. So, and I think Roland understands that. So he lets me go and go and drive all, all the other stuff as, as long as it doesn't affect the V8. Shane, I know we've got to let you go, but, uh, and we've taken, we've taken up a fair bit of your time, but going back yeah. to the E series, I've got to ask you with your opinion, you would have you have seen all those crazy memes and whatnot about your cat actually being the one <laughs> yeah. driving the car. How did that even start, man? I don't know. You know what the Ford people are like? They start their conspiracy theories when they're not winning. But um... <laughs> I, 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 I might have been guilty of that. Maybe, maybe Did you do that? Yeah, did you yeah. start that, Johnson? Oh, maybe I just threw a, a random thing in, like it's, it's Shane's cat. Like I was just. Maybe yeah. having a joke with someone I said, it's Shane's cat, mate. Don't stress, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden yeah. all these cat memes are coming out. 
Yeah, well, I think it started because I didn't have a camera in New Zealand, and uh, the internet where my folks are is, is junk, you know. And if someone, if I was racing and someone got on the phone or started downloading on the internet, the whole computer would freeze up. So it was, uh, I had no way I could run a camera. So someone started it. Must have been Stevie. And then um, worked out good. I don't like cameras anyway. But when I got back to Australia. I got back to Australia and the pressure was on. People could see it was actually me driving. So I had to do well. Otherwise, the rumour would have started again. Imagine if you didn't do well. Imagine if you were mid-pack. <laughs> for, that, for that first race back with a camera, oh. it would have been going oh. nuts. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. It's, it's would all... have been cat would have been hard. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see a cat in car number 97 at Darwin, you know why. But uh, hey, Shane, we do we really appreciate you jumping on board the driver's seat, mate. We always love getting you back on. As I've always said, you're my dad's favourite driver, and he's a 74-year-old Sri Lankan man, so you've got to be doing something right, SVG. Good on you, guys. Thanks so much, Shane. Shane Van Gisberger there on the driver's seat. How uh, Don't you love getting on board, guys? Oh, mate, look, he, he is so one of those guys who is, if he were any more relaxed, he'd be dead. You know, he's, uh, he takes everything in his stride. He never gets, I, and I love that he almost doesn't have that filter because we've, we've spoken about it before. We reckon a lot of our drivers have to be these days very corporatized. Yep. You know, if you look at the NASCAR boys, I mentioned all their sponsors and they got a can of Coke in their arm and all that kind of stuff. Whereas SVG does not give a toss. His talent outweighs, I think, in many ways, um, his sometimes abruptness in the way he speaks. And he has he been, he's a lot more polished now, though, than what he used to be. But he has to but be because... But he's shy, too, I reckon. He is, but, but, um, but because, you know, obviously he's with the Red Bull Holden Racing Team yeah. and Roland Dane, and they expect a very professional person in and out of the car. I'm not yeah. saying Shane's never is, but, I mean, and the, probably one of the most common questions I get asked from... A lot of people, people that know me and people that don't know me, um, is uh, probably two questions. One, what's Jamie Winkup like outside of the car? <laughs> and two, what's Shane Van Gisbergen like outside of the car? And three, because are you... they don't really know. Honestly, they only see this um, very staunch, sure. uh, serious uh, person behind the camera that's at a race meeting that's there to do a job. Yeah, he's just and there to... I, yeah, I used it. to... I think someone uh, really... It's like the killer instinct. Chris Stubbs won in... Uh, from Fox Sportsman and pointed out a very good point. They're just like, let's just say your job was as a, you know, a tiler or a bricklayer and you're trying to do your job. And then all of a sudden he wanders in with a microphone and go, Hey mate, tell us about this, uh, what you're doing here. You're not going to be like, hang on. Okay. Let's put the camera mode on. Are you? No, I mean, you, no. And if it's not your, some people will do that. If you stuck a microphone in front of Grant Denyer, um, while he's tiling his bathroom, he'd put on a show. But if you're not oh, naturally... it could be Frank Walker from National <laughs> Tiles. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hey, I just want to know, is the third question that guests uh, gets asked of you, is it, are you Steve Richards? Correct. <laughs> I get called Steve Richards so As long much. as you don't get called Dick Johnson, who's no, now in his Dick late Steve Richards gets called Steve Johnson. Yeah, really? so yeah, absolutely. I've, sp I've spoken to him on numerous occasions, and it's very bizarre because he's redhead and I'm not. I'm silver, and uh, we're silver totally, fox. totally not alike. The uh, silver fox, the silver fox. <laughs> Richard, I, I get called Richard Gear a bit, actually. No, By who? You don't. Stevie yeah, Wonder. No, you never. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs>
Richard Kidd. Oh, Nimsy. You will be guilty. No offence, Steve. You know I love you, but if someone's been calling you Richard Gear, they've got to get down to Specsavers. Get off the drugs and alcohol in their lives. We do love you, but not anyone in your life has ever walked up and said, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Richard, Gear. Are you Mr. Gear? <laughs> are you Richard Gear? Not once. Yeah. Like, no one's ever walked up How to me and said, know? excuse me, are you Tom Cruise? Not once. Not ever. <laughs> so, I, you know. Oh. Well, Come on. Dead set. <laughs> you know the difference between you and Fat Cat? Fat Cat's got friends. And pants. That no, was no, actually my nickname in high school. <laughs> Before we dig up more memories, so we better get to a break. You are listening to The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to our great friends at Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Big thank you again to Shane Van Gisbergen from Red Bull Holland Racing Team. We'll take a quick break. A fair bit of news to get through, which uh, Shane alluded to, but we'll do that straight after this. Fat Matt, no friends. <laughs> this is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company this Wednesday on the driver's seat. We're not too far away from the uh, bet. What is it? Bet Izzy Darwin Triple Crown. Triple That's Crown. it. There's yeah. too many because the following one is just the Darwin Super Sprint. Oh, it's that's right, get... and that's the one you got to get Matt to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Darwin Super Sprint. Super Sprint. <laughs> Look, we are going to get. Sound like Kenny Calendar. We are Kenny Calendar, the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yeah. Thing is though. Thing is that we could be seeing a fair few of these super sprints, as uh, you like to call them, Matthew. But um, that, well, here's the thing. So obviously, um, if you want to stay up to date with all the news, make sure you grab the driver's seat app and rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the app store, featuring podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. But uh, the big news, as Shane alluded to when we were chatting to him before, the Queensland border is closed to anyone from Greater Sydney, which puts not just a big cloud on supercars but a lot of other categories which are pretty close to the two gentlemen that I host the show with. Yeah, well... Yeah, that sucks. It's... it's I, I, you know, I can't remember when we last raced. I mean, you know, I can stand on a box and squint my eyes and see when it was, which is Adelaide 500, but every time we get close to our first or second round, Stevie J, it, the population seems to have an issue with it and it, and, uh, it looks like it, it could possibly be delayed again. We were supposed to be... What is it? Fourteen to sixteen of August at SMP. That got blown out to the fourth to sixth of September, and now we're all on standby again. I got an email today saying, "Don't pack your bags just yet." So, yes. yeah, I mean, it's. I think uh, you know, and you know, we can talk about the same issue week in and week out. You know, with regard to not knowing what's what we're going to do, but the fact of the matter is that you've got to be ready to go because we don't yes. know. Yeah. And you've got to be prepared, ready to go. I'm prepared, ready to go. Yep. Um, and, you know, one thing's for certain that I I think that um, if obviously, you know, we don't know. Like We, we just really don't know. I, don't I mean, know. No. we're meant to be racing at Bathurst in November. I mean, mm. how do we know that the October race is safe? You yeah. know, and it's coming out that supercars are putting measures in place to try to preserve the 2020 uh, Super Cheap Auto Bathurst 1000 to to have it this year at some stage, mm. but we don't know if it's it's tainted to be this at the same date. But yep. um, you know, like we, we don't know what's happening tomorrow, let alone what's going to happen in two months' time. And the thing is, with this virus, as we've all seen, a, a week a lot can happen in a week. I mean, if you look at Melbourne's situation, for example, they went. What are we today? We're Wednesday, Monday. They had five hundred cases. Yep. Tuesday they had 
300, 300 and odd. I think today it was 200 and something or other. 295, so, so just under 300. You. So it looks like it's on the downward slide, but then it might jump up again in the next couple of days. And then it rolls on into New South Wales. And then there were there were two, and, and I don't mind saying this, two bloody idiot people who came up onto the goal, uh, up to Logan in Queensland mm-hmm. uh, who have been around to restaurants and this, that, and the other thing. They Fully in hot spots fully and in understanding hot spots. that they were in hot spots. Yeah, and they dodged the police and they dodged the military and they dodged all this, that, and They nothing. lied. They lied they about lied. where they were. Throw them in jail. I mean, if this wasn't radio, I'd probably swear because that has put so many people at risk. Forget motorsport, boys. Forget the fun and games that we have in motorsport because that is all just fun and games. But the health and economy of, say, the Queensland state, with these two clowns showing up and just going around to restaurants and, and schools, and one's a cleaner. Yeah. One's on a contract to be cleaning our school. And it's actually come out, too, just in the last couple of hours, uh, there has been a third case linked to those two. And yeah, this fr- is how it starts. And from what we've seen, like, obviously, Victoria, June 22nd was meant to be when Victoria, you know... Um, sort of opens up again and things go back to normal just a little bit. Obviously, that didn't happen. But then you see what happens in New South Wales. And we're not trying to be fear-mongering here by any any means. We're not trying to... We're definitely not trying to promote fear or anything like that. But we're just dealing in facts because, unfortunately, it impacts us as uh, in in terms of sport is what we do here at this radio station. Motorsport is what we do on this show. And it affects us because of that. A hundred percent. And if it keeps creeping... Our AFL teams and our, and our NRL teams and our supercar teams, we're going to be playing on Christmas Island at the moment. We're just going to get further and further north trying to escape this damn thing because you get silly apologies to the Karens, but you get a you get two Karens who bloody <laughs> jump in and do all that kind of stuff and they put us all at risk. And it drives me absolutely mad. I reckon fine them, throw them in jail for oh, their quarantine. Absolutely. You Police record. It's got to be a record. You know that mm, quarantine thing that you have to pay for yourself if you come up 14 days, come out of your own pocket in a hotel? I've got a hotel they can go to. Wake old prison for two weeks. <laughs> Let them go and quarantine in there in a cell on their own for risking the health of a significant population. Solitary. The, Solitary. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring a water yeah, and cross not? That's fine. So, obviously, this is going to impact uh, round one of TCO Australia. Poor Michael Caruso has been ready to go and has not turned a wheel since uh, going behind Garth well, the, Tander. Well, the headdresses cup, as SVG put it, TCR cars, <laughs> headdresses cup. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the S5000 um, round one hasn't kicked off yet. Touring Car Masters and the Trans Am that, you're, that you both are involved in, that's only been since Adelaide, which seems like an absolute lifetime ago. But uh, this obviously means, too, the following round at Sandown obviously probably isn't going to go ahead. Yeah, um, we we typically don't go back-to-back in weeks. Um, No, the Sandown event wasn't going to happen a week after SMP. So I I honestly, I can't see us racing in Victoria at all this year. I I think that's a done done deal. I agree. I think most of the championship is going to be done in um, Queensland, New South Wales possibly, and you know possibly South Australia uh, down at the bend. And in Queensland, it's difficult because you've got two circuits essentially here in Queensland, Nimsy. You've got Queensland Raceway, mm-hmm. who've got to be in their bonnet with Motorsport Australia and refuse to put any events on that Motorsport Australia uh, look after. So John Tetley won't allow. That's why supercars aren't there. Well, we're not slated to be there this year because Tetley won't allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. And you've got Morgan Park up at Warwick um, that will take you know Motorsport Australia events. So you're right, it could happen... 
SMP. If it clears up in Sydney, we could go to Morgan Park. We could go to Taylor Bend. Or it all just gets chucked in the bin. We might we, go to Wakefield Park. We, we never know. There's a few yeah, little Yeah, maybe in Wakefield there. Park. But then we, or we just go and race our series, yours and my series anyway, has a two-round championship. We, we start in Adelaide 500 and we'll, we'll do Bathurst in November at the Bathurst November International the, Round and then chuck it all in the bin until next year. Well, let's uh, let's look straight ahead. Um, let's and Steve, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, just how quickly all this stuff has changed. Because do you remember when we postponed um, the the Tassie Super Sprint, which was meant to be in April? Yeah. Supercars gave a ten week buffer just in case this thing can sort itself out. We're currently in July, so more than half mm-hmm. the year is gone, and a lot of it, as Maddie said, has been put into the bin. But next round after Darwin is is Townsville. That's slated for. August 29 and 30th, there has been rumours about it being a uh, double header. Yep. But then what happens after that? <laughs> well, I, I think Perth, Queensland Raceway. Adelaide. I think Queensland Raceway will be. Will Tetley do it, that. though? Yep. Will Motorsport Australia and Tetley do it? Well, at the end of the day, I think, you know. No crowds, no income. Yeah, you never know. Well, you Tetley's know. Tetley's pretty bloody minded when he wants to yeah, be. Yeah, he is. But I think that, and you don't know what deals the track. I mean, I know he's tainted and he's got that deal regarding um, the track lease and that sort of stuff yeah. uh, off the the government. But um, I mean, you, I don't know. You know, you don't know. You don't know the dealings that can be had when things are desperate and need to happen. Yeah. Um, it may, I'd love to see it happen. I'd love I them to go to back to back happen. in Townsville, come down and do back to back at Queensland Raceway, then maybe Shoot go up to, Perth, to maybe. Perth, do back to back over there. I think back and then, to back, and then by that stage, possibly Tail and Bend. Exactly right. I don't think we'll get to Victoria. No. And then maybe, uh, maybe a Wakefield, and then across to Bathurst, and then call it after that. Mm. I reckon. Yeah. So, but but again, boys, we can sit here and say this could happen, that could happen. We could come up with a thousand different scenarios, and they'll change within a forty-eight hour period. You know, if if Queensland tomorrow wakes up and we've got, after all this testing that's been happening in Logan today, if we've got 15, 20 cases out of that, watch it. Just It's like a bushfire. Yeah. I think yeah. as Dan Andrews said, it is a bushfire mm. and it's gradually creeping north. So, um, Which is why they're so the concerned in um, Sydney right now because when they see the numbers, they're going up slowly, but the same thing happened in Victoria and... Like you said, it's a bushfire. Kaboom. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, uh, look, who knows, Nimsy? Who knows when we're going to be racing? I've got flights booked to Sydney uh, on that for that weekend on the uh, 4th to 6th of September, but I'm um, not necessarily cancelling all plans around that weekend because I'm not entirely sure we're going to get there. Well, yeah, this is just a big question mark, and that's really all you can do. But before we put a bow on all this, let's quickly focus on Super 2. And if you want to have your say, jump on board. 0433981116 is the text number if you want to get in touch. But uh, let's touch on Super 2 because it came out earlier this morning that Thomas Randall is going to be basing himself out of Queensland, and that's for one reason. He doesn't want to miss Bathurst, which led me to think two things. One... Smart boy. Very smart boy. Yeah, committed. Yeah. <laughs> and two, um, what's going to happen with Super 2? Because you look at the the proposed ca- um, calendar. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Supercars website right now and click Upcoming Events for Super 2, there's a blank page. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and how do you prepare for that when you're a team? How yeah. do you – what do you do, do all that? I mean, Thomas, Thomas is an extremely capable – and focused driver and, and wanting to make sure that he's in a position for a main game drive next year. On the other note to that, 
he's also been battling a cancer. Not that we talk about it too much here on the driver's seat, but he is in immunocompromised. Yes. So yep. get him out of get him out. I mean, brilliantly smart to get him out of Melbourne, then yep. get him out of New South Wales, get him up to the warmth. It was twenty four in Queensland today. Um, give him the best opportunity to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, so that a life goes on and B he can hopefully get to Bathurst. But um, I think Thomas and I might be wrong, but I'm assuming Thomas is doing some uni, but is also basically a full-time supercar driver. And a lot of the Super 2 people won't have that opportunity yep. to just go, see, I'm going to the Gold Coast or yeah. Queensland for the next yeah, month or two. Absolutely. Well, look, give it a week. I'll let you know because he may or may not be heading over to the Johnson Ranch for a couple of nights <laughs> coming up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The Johnson Hacienda. Yeah. So, Cleaning uh, out the spare bedroom for T. Randall. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the, uh, we've got the uh, T. Randall uh, hotel room ready to go. So nice. we'll, uh, we'll house him for a little bit because obviously it, it'd be a bit of a tough time for these guys. Like they yeah. literally, he's living out of his car. Mm. He's got his bike there like everybody, you yep. know, um, and you know, luckily he's got a lot of good friends around. So, you know, we'll help out where we can and, and uh, yeah, just sort of give him a bit of positivity with, uh, with what's going on and with not being able to go home. Or is it just that you want him to help train you and, your young fella on the sim. No, I don't. Want, I just want him to fix my sim. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, well, folks. Tom, fix my sim, mate. <laughs> actually, actually, I have to say, free rent, fix my sim. SVG came over the other night and he fixed my sim. So the sim's good now. The sim's about. Were you blaming four your tools? seconds a lap faster? Yeah, it's good. That You're thing. blaming your tools. That you went fast said. enough? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Nimsy. Go Hashtag for it. Hashtag bad tradesman. Well, on the topic of uh, on the topic of Sims, if you are in the uh, Melbourne or surrounding regions, make sure when things get back to normal that you do check out Tommy Randall's Dream Simulation. Uh, DreamSimulation.com.au. Yes. You can get a bit of coaching from Tommy Open Randall. In January. And yeah. even uh, Lee Holdsworth, too. So, uh, um, you know what it's in the, uh, the... Have you got a VIP... Have you got a VIP You're going to get a run there, Nimsy, yeah, aren't you? You, you are, are so going to get a run We're going to need to hit, hook you up with yeah. uh, with, you with a free go with Tommy. Video it so that we can put it up yeah. on our page. I reckon in about, in <laughs> about when Victoria opens in about three months' time, if you watch the Aminazor um, socials, yep. there'll be a video there of him at Dream Racing having you, a crack around. You know what I'm going to do too? I'm going to get my mate, good mate Paul Mansell, who does a lot of <laughs> iRacing livery designs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him to do a specific design for Nimsy, possibly an Uber Eats design that Nimsy can <laughs> drive on one of his race cars and away we go there you go if you thought rick kelly and uh, jamie wincup got airborne yeah they've seen nothing yet but uh hey if you want to be a part of the show very easy to do so oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is our number on the text line let's take a quick break back with more of the driver's seat right after this this is the driver's seat for Kubota. together we are building australia this is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter. And together, we are building Australia. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson. And right now, it is time to check in on these. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Now, the power rankings, they are a best and fairest vote, which is judged by both Matt and Steve after each round. It's like the Brownlow medal or the Dally M in the NRL. Three, two, one votes for the drivers after each round. Uh, rankings before, uh, after the Truck Assist Sydney Super Sprint. Got it out! Yay! Oh, <laughs> I just done. looked at I just looked at the Nimsy. I'm a bit sad looking at that list. Yeah, it's Why? <laughs> because you've like de-highlighted. A, a yeah, mate of mine. So I, well, I was going to mention that on our note sheet here that you studiously put together this afternoon, Nimsy. You've half deleted Will Davo. 
Well, we can't. He's well, still everyone in else is involved. He's like he's nowhere now. You, that, it's like oh. you've killed him off, your heartless. Bugger. Well, he's still there, obviously, um, and unfortunately, he's he's no longer part of the championship because of yeah, the. He unso- could come back for the enduros. Or enduro. 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 <laughs> <laughs> if he wins it, hey, that's a fair yeah. comeback. Yeah, of... and if he does, can we give him like four times points? Hmm. He'll get uh, he'll get um, three hundred points just to get the equal yeah, yeah. amount of. <laughs> and <laughs> as we say every week, a bataki ham, some Cadbury chocolates, <laughs> pack of uh, of uh, collector cards. We'll get him one of the, milk. We'll get him one of those wreaths too, like they put on you after you win Sandown. You know the horses yep. one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Dad had, and then he used to have them sitting up on like his bar, and after about four days, the real leaves would die off to brown, <laughs> and then they'd fall all over the floor. <laughs> Did you ever get one of those? Yeah. What, what for? Uh, you got the P3. Oh, it's a Sandown, a P3. With Luffy. Yeah. Shell Championship Series. In the old uh, Helix car. Yes, correct. <laughs> I can't remember what oh, name. the Luffmeister. Uh, how's Aaron Noonan? Uh, <laughs> Nims, the, 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 the Nims Sleuther Zor down there. <laughs> oh, it was Sandown, it was uh, you know, Shell Australian Touring Car Championship. It was uh, third with Lauren Luff. <laughs> if you want, you can read it. mate. Read <laughs> Jeez. Read off about it uh, from the V8 Sleuth bookstore, Falcon, the Falcon Files. That's actually what I did because during lockdown. <laughs> Listen to you, Nims, in the but all these years for, for someone that had no idea what a wheel nut no. was two years ago. Four holy years ago, cow. Super who? What, what am I? Who's, a, what, what? who's Steve Johnson? Do you really want me to host yeah. a, a motorsport show? Motorsport Are you show? kidding me? I'd rather do the Greyhounds. With who? <laughs> <laughs> With who? Matt who? And uh, who's who's Steve, Steve Johnson bloke? Son of Dick Johnson? I've who? heard of who? Dick Richards. That's oh, a, Dick yeah. Richards. <laughs> no, but as a, as a he's got the bar runner on his own bar at home. I actually do have the, uh, oh, the I know back you do. You've got every Atari game or He's always sending me messages wearing a different shirt. I'm like, <laughs> you're a full like race fan. You know? Anyway, complete you jacket side. from 1978 that I got signed from your dad. It was like nine hundred dollars. Steve, off check eBay. this out. I got oh, your dad's so Scalextrics race car set. Oh. <laughs> As a complete side note, uh, <laughs> that's uh, just completely off track. But sorry, last, mate. Crash Nimsy night. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, but one last one before we put the, uh, close the envelope on that one and go back to the power rankings. Uh, at the TCR Sandown last year, uh, I was just roving uh, back in the paddock there. And, Chris Pither, <laughs> when he said hi, <laughs> it was just like, Nimsy. And I'm like, oh, uh, Crispy, how are you? Because <laughs> uh, I'm guessing there's not a lot of Sri Lankan dudes walking back and forth. Generally not. Looking like a pest, looking for scoops uh, with a little tape recorder. At he the came, he even came to Sandown last year, uh, the supercar event, didn't even come and say good day to me. You were doing, oh. you were being drive through Johnson. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> No, I was just. Being engine change Johnson in my TCM <laughs> I car. You blew it up. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You could have <laughs> come and helped us fix it, Nimsy. Actually, before we, we put the bow on that, Actually, I, saw let's some do the footage. I saw some footage today of you in a, in a GTXY at Sander. XY? XY GT yeah. TCM car. Yeah. And I saw you going down the main straight, pulling cogs, pulling gears. The flex in the steering column yes. and the steering wheel was dead set frightening. Yeah. Had that you, was in 2016. Had you thrown that off the road, that might have gone straight through the bread basket, yeah, yeah. I reckon. I won races in that car. <laughs> that <laughs> car was steering grouse. wheel that flexed like it was made of putty. Yeah, well, the steering wheel, like the column was about eight like kilometres long yeah. because I was sitting in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, let's go on back anyway, to our power rankings. Power rankings. We, we, do, Sorry. we do tend to do that. And uh, just in case anyone is tuning in on SEN uh, and wondering where the footy is, uh, Richmond are leading the Western Bulldogs 66 to 30. So thank oh. you on the speckle text. But um, let's have a quick look at the rankings before, uh, after the truck assist Sydney Super Sprint. Scott McLaughlin sits on top with 14 votes. Nick Perkatz bolting mm. up there with uh, eight votes in second mm. spot. Will Davison on six votes. Deleted. Go on, Will. <laughs> Three votes. Uh, if, if Will actually does like an Excel round, those points will still count. Oh, yeah. If he decides if he to go to Morgan Park anything, or something. We're giving him points. Yeah. Well, that's why I gave him points last week, because he raced a uh, KZ go-kart yeah, the go-kart. the first yeah, time. Yeah. But, and he went really well. So, yeah. like I said, we'll add like a little asterisk there and say, like, if W. Davison happens to be in something that propels itself forward around a track, we will <laughs> yeah. give him points. Even if he does a triathlon, we'll give him some points. Give him points. Just for the bike part, at least. (laughs) Uh, Three votes for Todd Hazelwood, two votes for SVG, and one vote for Cameron Waters, Lee Holsworth, and Jack LeBrock. Um, How bad's that? Jack won a race last week, and he's only got one vote. (laughs) What what were we thinking, seriously? Well, it was his first win. You've got to give him something. You've got to give the kid something. Yeah, no, but I thought he might have Every kid gets a ribbon. You know, three or four at least, but no, he's only got one. Well, he's only got the one because, guess he... He rolled the dice. It's like his, yeah, I guess yeah. His teammate right. Cam Waters, and we've we've said a lot about this last week, but uh, like his teammate Cam Waters, after like Lee Holdsworth is very happy there as they're walking away, packing stuff into the transport. Lee Holdsworth there with his pie and his surfboard. Meanwhile, Cam Waters is there with the kid that missed out on the lolly bags at the end of the party. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and you know, all the Tickford drivers. The three yeah. Tickford drivers, uh, well, they all one uh, voters. Apart from JC, all one voters at the bottom there. And and interestingly, SVG only on two votes, which you wouldn't have expected at this deep into the series. How many rounds we had? Four. Actually, five? in the previous the previous Tickford driver in P three, and the previous <laughs> Tickford driver who hasn't raced for two rounds in P three. Go figure. <laughs> uh, but seriously, good to see Perkat up there. Two two uh, yeah. race wins this year, so very good for him. But still, good on your doggy. As I still said, uh, and I will always say, the twin compound tire rounds. CMA. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. No good. Well, that will, that will lead us to our next uh, um, segment. We'll do that after the break. But uh, on the topic of Nick Perkat, before I forget, did you boys happen to see on the socials yesterday him and Macaulay Jones? They've got one hell of a bromance happening up there in um, yeah. in, uh, in Queensland in the Casa de uh, Macca Jones because yeah. they've got two TVs set up for Call of Duty. They've got more animals than bloody Old McDonald's Farm. Yep, it's mental. <laughs> it is, and they're they're biking up and down the coast of the Gold Coast, and and heading up to Paradise Point for coffees there, which is oh, yeah, yeah, here. yeah, they're up here, and uh, uh, they're around where Ryle Harris lives as well. Ryle Harris, uh, about a fifteen-time V8 Ute champion, he was um, he was around there as well. So yeah, the boys are up here. They're spending a lot of time together, which is good. So they obviously get along very well. They're good. They're good teammates. They could be really distressed at the moment, not having. His other little coffee minion around Timmy Blanchard. He, he's he's all the ones that <laughs> coffee minion. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like he's like Nick's little coffee person. Yeah, right. That says here, Timmy, grab me a latte, please. It, and it, Timmy will grab him a latte. In fact, if you actually, at a race meeting or on the bike, nah, just in general. It, yeah. Tim's just a nice bloke, and he'll just bring one around. And uh, so he's, oh, I oh, bet she's nice missing that. Yeah. I actually, and in fact, this is going to be funny. And you can, if you've got the driver's seat app, make sure you go back into the archives because one of our, um, I'm pretty sure, an interview with that we did with Nick Perkat in 2018, 
uh, the Purr Dog actually brings that up when we asked he him. He does mention that. I remember yes. that. Who's going to be your teammate with you and Slady next year? He goes, well, we have to find someone to get our coffees. Well, maybe that's what Mac is doing. <laughs> maybe they're out cycling. He's, he's, he's uh, trying to get information from Nick about, you know, how to get further up the grid and all that kind of stuff. And they get to Paradise Point and... Nick, no. Nick just pats him on the head and says, mate, just get me a double chai latte. Have you seen the way Macca wears his hats? He'll probably be trying to put the lid on backwards. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> he so, loves doing that. And he wears the big shades. Yeah. The big oh, the welding shields, goggles. The welding yeah. goggles from Star Wars. They're almost Chaz-like. That's in case one of his, when he, after he takes a sip of his coffee, it doesn't splash up back in his eye. <laughs> Is that what that is? That is, oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, allegedly, good allegedly. Uh, before we head to a quick... Neither of us would know because we don't go cycling, so we don't know what it would be. <laughs> before we head Imagine to... us in Lycra. It'd be uh, like a roast dinner on a Sunday filled you oh know, with a string. God. It'd be no good. It'd be never, a Lycra blob. Sorry, never, never once have I wished that I was blind, but that's very close to it. <laughs> One, just a quick text on the text line. Love to hear Stevie J call Greyhounds. Peter from Winter Bay. Thanks for joining us, Pete. If you want to be a part of the show, easy to do so. 0433981116. And thank you too for adding your name to the old text as well. Good on you, Pete. We'll take a quick we'll take a quick break. Back with more after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Good to have your company on the driver's seat tonight. So we do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. And for over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter together. We are building Australia. Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson with you this evening. As we head up to Darwin, the the schedule has been released. And, Matty, you're going to have to roll your eyes at this one because it's the same as SMP2. Hey! <laughs> Nothing like being uh, forward thinking. You know what? I actually don't mind the... I don't mind the schedule of SMP 1 and 2. It was just a tyre rule. So yep. I don't mind the schedule. Jam pack it full of supercars because if you've got no support categories, which they don't, um, you've got to put something on. You've got, to put, you've got to put some kind of entertainment on. So it might as well be get them out, there, bolt them on, get them out there, come in, five seconds of debrief and go again, son. I mean, I, I just think that's what it has to be. So if you're not going to populate it with support categories. I thought they were going to have some supports up there, weren't they, or not? Oh, maybe a local support, maybe an like improved, a, production like improved production thing that they normally do, but that's not going to make it. Maybe some, like, maybe Mingo and the motorbikes or something like that. Yeah, because they've got small crowds up there, 4,000 a day, I believe, yep. something like that. So they've got, they're going to have to do something. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind the schedule, Nimsy. It's just a tyre thing. See, but, like, because this, this is where it gets a bit on. iffy, because I'm reading off the Supercars website now, the same format used at Sydney Motorsport Park. So does that mean the tyres as well? No. No, the format, no, not the tyre rule. No, right. no format okay. I think, I think they've actually, the tyre rule they've changed, especially even for qualifying, where yep. you know how we saw quite a big difference in qualifying times mm. at SMP because some had some softs left, some didn't, and then they had to use hards. And, you know, SVG was back in P22 in the last race. So I think now the rule is you must qualify on hard tyres. That's That's... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so we'll, I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I think you know, the, in addition to all of that, the broadcasting will be the yeah, same. Here we go. Here uh, we go. Sorry, I'll, so this is on the Supercars website right now. Uh, been no shortage of surprise results since returning from the COVID nineteen shutdown. The theme only heightened by the introduction of new tyre rules earlier this month. With that mixed compound allocation retained for the upcoming Bet Easy Darwin Triple Crown, more new faces at the front of the field is certainly a chance. So that's 
heading back to my you must qualify on hards. Mm. So there obviously has. But I'd be, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, yeah, maybe they are going to keep it mixed and mix it between the races because they like the different winners. I, I don't know. But um, I like SMP1. I like the one tyre. Set short. Like, yeah, one tyre set short, but the mm. same compound. Yep, I agree. And it did. It threw up a, a, a curve, not a curveball, it threw up a different winner in Percat, but it just the difference in speed wasn't there uh, with regard to soft and hard. And I mean, what's tyre deck like in Darwin? It's not as bad as SMP, but yep. it's it's still there because it's it's hot. Yeah. It's, uh, the the surface is a little abrasive, uh, but it's nowhere near as bad as SMP. Yeah, right. Because that's the worst in the country. But look, yeah. we'll, we'll wait. That and that and when it, Perth was until it got oh, resurfaced. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I because if it throws up the same kind of cockamamie results, I'm just like, no, nah, forget it. Put ten bucks on Jack Smith. I'm gonna. What was your answer last year? What was your answer to that? Last year was about five gazillion to one. On oh, that. I gave him good odds. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't weeks like odds. odds, but they were decent. They, they, were, no, they were decent. There, I thought he was going to make it at well, SMP two. Wasn't and he I, top ten? Didn't he have yeah, yeah, top ten or, or something? Or top twelve yeah, or something? I was about to. I'd put tenner on him. I was going to go and I actually do think yeah, buy you're... myself a big place on Sovereign Island if he'd have won. That <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, because it was a great day out for all the BJR drivers. Um, it was. Yeah, it was. So uh, you it never was. know. If you we... know what, and that sorry, Nimsy, I know we've got to go to a break, but that just shows me that BGR have lifted their game this year. Doesn't matter what, and the new they arrow are, changes, and the new arrow changes, and yeah. I think they are a legitimate step above most of the other teams that they have been racing, and now they're mixing it with the Tickfords and with the big guys. So it's, I think it's fantastic. Should be an interesting one. Let us know what you think. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is our text line. You want to get in touch? We'll take a quick break and reset with a big second hour of the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. This is the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter and together we are building Australia. Um, before we get to the podium, we do have to mention one thing. Today is actually Gary, Ro um, Gary Rogers' birthday. Happy birthday, Gaz. Big Gazza. Happy yeah. birthday. 132. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, he's, he's younger than Dad. <laughs> is he really? He is, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Only just. Well, how old's Dad? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Oh, so Gaz must be early seventies, or okay. Let's Gaz, I would think. I'll, hold, I'll have a quick look. See, oh, Don't, uh, we can, ask Doctor Google. Doctor Google. Doctor Google. Got da, da, da. Come, on, come on, Gary Rogers. Where are you? Jeez, this is amazing. This is incredible radio. Fantastic radio. Anyone listening out there? Uh, <laughs> hey, so just watching YouTube. Google <laughs> GRM. So how old? Have you got it there, Nimsy? I haven't. I thought you were getting it. Oh, okay, you this, want me to get it? oh this just gets better. All and right, better. hang on. Let's let's get straight to the podium, and I'll look up how old Gary Rogers <laughs> is. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. Yeah, now the podium focuses on the three talking points from the week that Matt and Steve will dive into. All, when, I, when you Google Gary Rogers, it comes up with race wins, 21. I don't care about his race wins. Tell me how old he is so I can say happy birthday. What? <laughs> how about you type into Google, how old is Gary Rogers? Oh, Try that chestnut. See how that works for you. It's, 
Okay, can we do the podium, no, boys? I'll, yeah, well, let's do Thank the podium you. because yeah. I love that cork popping and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all right, we'll get to that. We'll get to the podium. But the podium focuses on three talking points from the week that Matt and Steve will dive into. Obviously, a lot of talk about TV rights, TV coverage, all of this yeah. and that. Channel 10 did come out and say um, it's been a great partnership with Supercars, but as of 2021, we will no longer be a part of it. See ya, mate. Um, Barrett's jumped on board Grant Rowley's podcast, parked up. What are you? <laughs> what are you laughing at, man? Did you just use your fingers to count? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> I always do. And I use my toes as oh, well. Born in I 1944. Get... No, 45. 45, was it? Yeah, so he's, he's the same age as Dad. There we go. Finally got that. Right. Fingers. Yeah, I always do it. <laughs> Um, not to be confused with uh, Gary Rogers, 38-year-old um, Republic of Ireland national football player. But um, No, not him. <laughs> not him. But moving back to the... Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Nimsy, that just made me laugh. <laughs> but heading to the podium, how much actual coverage can Channel 7 provide? Because Barrett's is all for, like, look, we've got to give more exposure. If we're going to really do a deep dive into it, we need to actually give it the air that it deserves. Mm. But um, the current deal with 10 sees seven events broadcast live while the remaining events are shown delayed, you know, at two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Channel 7 obviously wants to be taking over the free-to-air rights of supercars, but they've already got an absolute chunk of free-to-air sports rights, which also includes TCR yeah. Australia. Now, um, last year, Channel 7 got the rights extension for uh, the AFL, which was signed for $2.5 billion. There's a lot of footy that they've got to broadcast. Cricket is the same thing too. And, of course, they got TCR Australia commitments too. But that has been written down as they have to show a minimum of three hours per day on free-to-air and all-day live streaming on 7+. Plus. So how much time can supercars actually get on free-to-air? That's a hard one, isn't it? Yep. It's, uh there's a that, they've got a lot of stuff to do, yeah, a lot exactly. of stuff to broadcast, and um, but they've got digital channels. They they, they, they got they got seven mates and all that sort yeah, of stuff. I, they can absolutely do this. I think they can absolutely do it because anyone can jump on a seven play, and I mean that's that's all seven plus. That's the key to this. We know we all know now. I mean, you and I have got teenage kids, Stevie J. We know that our a lot of our kids' media and the way we all ingest our media these days is online stuff. So yours and my racing, a lot of it's going to be done on 7 Plus. And I think that's where the secret's going to lie, Nimsy. It's, it's going to be, there'll be some free-to-air stuff on 7 Main. There'll be a bit more on 7, seven Mate. Yeah, they'll and do. And if you want to yeah. sit and watch the whole thing, plug your computer into your TV and watch it, then you're going to have to go to, to 7 Plus. And I think that's fine because right now there is absolutely nowhere near enough free-to-air content of supercar for our fans to consume, and it shows in our numbers. Well, a friend of it's mine, one thing to have KO, it's one thing to have Fox, but you've got to have more free-to-air content. And sorry to interrupt, Nimsy, but before Beretta got wheeled out or allowed to speak publicly about Seven hopefully picking it up again because there's been no official announcement, you can, you can bet your bottom dollar that they had prepped him ready for that and mm-hmm. he said there's got to be more there's got to be more there's got to be more and so seven's going to make these big announcements of hey there's more there's more there's more we would assume or 
or Barretts would have had his head kicked in by the, the PR guys at seven. One of the, and with um, James Warburton yeah. on the board. I'm still going, Nemzi, with yep. James Warburton <laughs> on the board of seven. Former head of supercars, you can bet your bottom dollar there is going to be more free-to-air supercar when seven take over the rights. Jeez. Did you get it all out? <laughs> take a breath. Right, <laughs> and, I'm done and, now. And, I thought, and over to you, Steve. And I thought, <laughs> Matty, after laughing so hard at me, counting my fingers that already hydraulic, and it was going to be you and myself, Nimsy, holding the fort for this segment. But Matty has just taken over. Well, it's got to be. Well, you're still counting on your fingers, 1945 and upwards. Yeah, absolutely. But, but what are you? I mean, what's your, I mean, you're a, I know you're a sports watcher, Nimsy, and uh, pre- Motorsport, you, you know, you loved loved all things greyhounds like and, and footy and <laughs> you know all that sort well, of thing and your WWEF whatever well, it is this WWF. Is, this is so. A, what do you think? I actually think this is where it's a very smart move for Channel Seven because if you want people to, let's just say you want to sell ad dollars on say Seven Two or something, you actually give it something with an audience. Channel Nine has done this with the cricket where they keep you know you're married at first sight and whatnot on the main channel. And then it's like, hey, if you want to watch the test, whack it on Gem. Because what happens? People actually go, oh, there's stuff on Gem. Well, I'll put it on Gem. And then you can sell ad space. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, you're right. that um, And having supercars on too in conjunction with TCR, because there's no rounds that clash, is there? With regard to... Of of supercars and TCR. No. No. So... Essentially, no. we could be in an environment where we literally have every single weekend Australian motorsport on free-to-air TV. Free to air. Yep, which would be pretty that's good. Very a distinct possibility. Let's get him back to the back to the golden uh, days. Yeah, the golden days of the early Shell Touring Car, Shell Australian Touring Car Championship, or um, you know where Seven and Mike Raymond and all that. That's that's what it was, wasn't it, Matty? And and yeah, totally. The I Red know. Brigade. Yeah, I know that there wasn't enough motorsport back then like there is now yeah Yeah, to fill every weekend but that's what it was that was the golden era and i mean if seven are going to bring that back and start bringing back that free to air you know people if people thought um that supercars going to fox and and initially everybody whinging about it who doesn't have fox was going to go away they were so (laughs) wrong yeah because they are still going on about oh I wish it was on free-to-air after all these years. So, um, And then that, to there's, me, a, there's another one, too, where it's just like, oh, too many ads. It's like, oh, come on. Ex- yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you never. it's very hard to please 100% of the population. But, um, you know, that, in, in effect, is going to make a massive difference. And I think that the, the numbers for, you know, whether it be supercars or whether it be the TCR or us and TCM or Maddie and, and uh, TA2, Trans Am or TA2? Trans Am. Trans Am. <laughs> The the viewing audience is going to be, I think, just as good or greater because, you know, for the, for the same reason that a lot of these people that if they did have to or want to watch their favourite, you know, V8 round or race, they'd have to, if, if they were real desperate, yeah. if you were hard-headed, they'd stay at home and go, oh, it needs to be on free to air. Yep. If not, they'd go down to the pub or somewhere and somewhere where it's got Fox and they'd watch it down oh, there. Like there, UFC. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't what I don't pay for paper for the main event or whatever it is. Yeah, pay for you'll go down to the pub. Is, but I'll go down to the pub and have a few sherbets and you'll have a chicken palmy. I'll, I'll have a chicken palmy in a pot. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> of course. And then wrong with watch that. some bloke or lady beat the suitcase out of the other person, and then you know go home all satisfied. Um, <laughs> next step on the rostrum is uh, will we see some new faces on the podium again? Obviously, we've seen a fair bit of um, how do I put it? Equalisation, shall we say? 
Yeah, I mean, you probably will. You might see another different winner, maybe like a Lee Holdsworth or someone that's been close. I reckon Lee's um, due. He is due. Yeah. I think he's due. Um, you know, you may see like Fabian came into a little bit of form in that last round. He was mm -hmm. P3 for the round if you take all three races. So mm -hmm. so there's a massive step forward in car 12 there at DJRTP. Um, you know, Shane and Jamie for Holden Red Bull are going to be fast. So... Uh, but you know, like it's 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 a track too. Don't forget that really suits Davy Reynolds and the Erebus cars. Yeah. They're always good up there. Always. So you know, you, they could pop out a win up there too, which would be a new winner for this year. So yeah, absolutely. I think you are still going to see the same protagonists up the front. Yeah, you're and possibly Max winning and... one or two, mm -hmm. but you're definitely going to see another new winner. I think. And if you get it wrong, you're going to be nowhere. Oh. 100% if you get it wrong you're going to be you know what I do pull you, it in early yep. jump in the jump in the, the uh, showers no nah, just jump in the cool cool bath or whatever it's called and uh, <laughs> which is just a wheelie bin full wheelie of bin water, full of water, water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just chill out yeah. but and I think um, I mean SVG said it earlier if you what they got it wrong yeah and he was what 22nd in qualifying or something so well, if you get it the wrong, whole race sacrifice the whole yeah, race if you get it really wrong you're going to look like a mug mm. which is why I hate the different compound thing mm -hmm. I think it's stupid well, uh, yeah, that's fun fact on the um, the different compound thing. That that they kept that format because that was what was meant to be at Winton. Yeah, right. Okay, mm -hmm. it was meant to have the dual compound at Winton. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we don't. But know. that was, I think, um, with regard to yeah, obviously pit stops, and you can just put them on whenever you want yeah. to. Um, last step on the podium in P three. We've just a. This is just one of those fun ones. Which Victorian team has the better setup uh, in their quote unquote hub? Tickford Racing at SeaWorld, Walk and Tour and Ready United at Showtime Entertainment Group, which looks after Movie World and their stunt shows, which involve Luffy, uh, Penrot Racing at, at uh, Norwell, Kelly Racing at Triple Two Offshore, and last but not least, Team 18 at the old SBR headquarters. I don't know. I mean, I think. Uh SeaWorld's not bad. SeaWorld's pretty cool. Yeah. SeaWorld's pretty cool. But you know, knowing the dude, um, being say, based out I'm, of Norwell. I'm, Nor I'm Morris's. <laughs> yeah, I'm out at Norwell, fanging around in Hyundai's and Toyota 86's and doing Lawn whatever. Lawnmowers. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, that's you know what it. he used to do? So that whole, that whole area is um, yeah, positioned around uh, cane, what farming. You, cane farming. Sugarcane farms. So what Morris used to do is across the road and just down the road a little bit uh, in a neighbour's area, they created a thing called the Sugar Bowl. Okay. Well, that was his. It was actually his. Was it his on the other side? Was yes. It? Yeah, yeah. The Sugar Bowl, which was like, uh, if, you, if you know your Speedway, in America they have you know all these different Speedway races and they're all like bowls. The, yeah. And so they used to go out there, like, the boys. Yeah, it's like a normal Speedway, like, yeah. a, like a little chilli bowl sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like a chilli bowl. And he used to go out there with all the boys after work. And everyone and, know we're not saying chilli bowls in food bowl. We're chilli bowls <laughs> in a little, a little, it's a little Speedway track yeah. for little midget <laughs> race cars. Yeah. So how much fun would that be if you recreated the sugar bowl out there with all the the, the supercar boys and girls and got in. Oh, yeah, I'd want to be at Morris's. <laughs> I'd want to be at Morris's. I mean, be, I mean, that would be ace fun. I love dolphins. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> give me some race cars any day. Well, a seal yeah, show is fantastic, but uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, that was the podium. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. We'll for, perform for food. <laughs> for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter together. We're building Australia. 
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. You are listening to the driver's seat and we do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Right now, it is time to do this. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. This was something that was very cool that popped up on the socials and on supercars.com, but um, Ross and Jimmy Stone have officially revealed the fully restored SBR Pertec Falcon, which Marcus Ambrose drove to the V8 Supercar Championship in uh, 03 and 04. It looks very, very good, Ain't Nick, she too. pretty. Mm. Yeah, they've done, a, um, they've done a nut and bolt. And I know you're in the restoration business, Stevie J, but they've done a full nut and bolt restoration of that thing and, and used original bits and pieces where they could. And uh, I know winning, winningest is not a word, but uh, it ha- it, it's got great history, that car. And it's brilliant to see it back. Hopefully we'll see it on a track. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they would have restored that thing back to like, uh, you know, prepped, ready to go OCD for the first level. round yeah. of the year, that yeah, type yeah. of thing. So uh, sensational to see, you know, great part of history. And, you know, that was a very successful car. I mean, you know, Nimsy, you've obviously got the, the stats here for us. But um, for, for Marcus to win the amount of races that he did, you know, nine wins and 13 podiums in 03 mm. uh, and 20 podium finishes from 26 races in 04 with 11 wins. I mean, that's just... That's almost that's that's you know Scotty Mack from last year. Yeah, totally. You know, it's crazy, isn't it? Totally. And and I I I hope it it because it was probably the first real car dominator of the supercar era. Would that be? Would I be? Yeah, fair of, in of the that? of the of the current supercar era. Yeah, of of the change from the Sierras and and, and yes. so forth to the back to the five liter cars. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that was the first car that dominated here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, we hadn't seen Pertec come to a sponsorship level uh, like that before as well, um, and obviously with with uh, with Ambrose relatively newish sort of driver making a splash. So it all kind of, from memory, it all kind of worked together. It was the new BA Falcon. It was a, a, a relatively, a, a sponsor who had been on cars previously, but this was their big splash. Ambrose was new to the series, came in and dominated yeah. straight away. And- Probably from the Ford side, absolutely. I think if you look back sort of that sort of 96 era with Lowndes and that that, yeah. that HRT Commodore, that was very dominant. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you go back before that and it was sort of, uh, the DJR cars, obviously JB, and then Cedo yep. and the Peter Jackson car, and that but sort of that stuff. But at that BA level, but at that BA level, that that thing just killed it. And then obviously, not forgetting the next one that they're going to do, which mm. which was just after that, was Russell Ingalls' uh, Caltex Havilland car. One. That's yeah. the one where uh, he famously is doing the burnouts, <laughs> doing the doing yeah, the burnouts, doing the burnouts in the main street still, at Phillip Island. I still don't know how his legs reach because he's such a short bloke, <laughs> and he's sitting up there like he, he's actually the, got his full like half of his body is hanging out of the car. It's like physically impossible. Yeah. Well, it would just be his left foot. No, no, no. But yeah, well, both feet are in because you got to have one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. Well, wouldn't he just dial up the? Didn't he just dial up the brake bias to the front? But yeah, he's still got to have his foot on the brake. Foot on the brake. Or yeah. couldn't he just engage a line locker? Nah, they didn't work like that. But they were they were, they were sophisticated, but not like where you could just regulate it on the uh, on the steering wheel. You Maybe know, he, so. just, he just fully jammed in. No, he had both feet in, but he was just had, he was sitting on the on the cross intrusion bar on the side. The door was open, so he had his right hand on the door to balance himself. His left hand on the steering wheel. Fair and, trick. And both feet on the yeah, both feet trick. on the pedals. It's made for some good footage from uh, from all those years ago. And and I and, and I, now OHS has stopped it. Yeah. <laughs>
particularly in Victoria, yeah. OH&S has stopped everything. Um, and now you're restoring cars as well. And I think it's great because I've, all of those car, those great cars of yesteryear have only, you know, the, the 60s, 70s, not even really the 80s, they all disappeared. Yeah. And then Aaron Noonan and the Sleuth started bringing it all back. And now there's that touring car series that gets around, or uh, what's it called? The Heritage Touring Heritage cars. cars. So we're seeing this wave of cars all now being put back together again from the glory days of yep. of, of the 80s, 70s and 80s. And I think it's sensational. Because well, what are you doing? You're doing a Sierra. We got the one of Dad's, well, the first Sierra, which wasn't a race car as such. It was more of a show car, which will be done up like the race car. But we've actually got uh, from the Bowdens up north who have got a, quite a few of um, Dad's race cars. So mm. if, uh, we've got the 1985 Fox Body Green Stuff Mustang. That's going to be cool to see. Uh, for us to, it's been a little bit butchered from where the previous owners had had it. So we're going to have to um, put a bit of elbow grease into yeah, that Yeah, a bit of elbow grease in, cut a few things out, put it back to how it was in the day. And uh, that's going to be a sensational car when it's done. Is this one of those things too where like, because you sort of see uh, like anyone that has visited the Sleuths website, and we're giving them a hell of a plug today, I can tell you that. But um, <laughs> you often see these cars rock up in the weirdest of spots. Like you see a lot of old HRT Commodores pop up on racetracks overseas and things like that. It's They really sort of have become, as you said, Maddie. it's mm. like someone's mm. finally realised, like, hang on a second, these things would look pretty damn good. Original spec and back in, how do I put it, glory days, if you will. Yeah. yeah Taking yeah. it back to the glory days a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, they were when they were days where you had Brock Johnson, Moffat, Lowndes, you know, all of the names that have the bedrock of of our sport. Murphy, Richard Scaife. Yeah, but even, but before that, those yeah. these cars that are now being done, like the Sierras yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, uh, Fox Body Mustang, they were the cars that are the bedrock of our series mm -hmm. when TV coverage came to the fore everyone had access to it uh crowds are massive you see you see uh pictures of oran park where the the, the hill is it's packed full. you cannot it's see absolutely packed the ground at all. which you don't get anymore no. um so there's a real thirst for it a real nostalgia uh coming through you know we've always seen the the XB Falcons and that kind of oh, stuff. The good old days when there was no speed limit in pit lane at Bathurst you could just go down <laughs> yeah, and flat out. Absolutely. Um I I just think it's great that we're seeing them out again, and we see them on racetracks. Yeah. These owners are not are not uh, careful about putting them. They whack them out on a racetrack and give it hell. Uh, so I love it. I, I and long may it continue. And it'll be interesting to see, as you said, that the Haviland car, the Caltex car, mm -hmm. comes up next with SBR. It'll be interesting to see if anyone else does anything else and brings anything else to the yep. floor because it's going to be great. And, just, and we'll wait to see what you do with yours. Just something. So we because we obviously we've straightened fair and. Fair bit into the blue at the moment, just as a to balance it out a little bit. Um, very recently this year, to the Gostecki brothers uh, restored Jamie Wincup's old uh, VF Commodore. Yeah, yep. So Turned um, it back mm. into into what it was back in the day, which is very very cool. And uh, uh, you know, they, they they're worth a lot of money. Those cars now, when they're especially when they're fully restored, they're worth almost as much as a brand new car of the future car. Uh, if you if you want to look at the dollar value, but um, something that else was really cool that popped up, Mimsy, was uh, my first race cars popped up recently, and it which is my Datsun sixteen hundred, which yeah. I sort of knew about it. The the owner 
who was the original designer and builder of that car, who's got it back now and restoring it back to its former glory. And uh, he was the one that contacted me quite a while ago now and said, hey, I've got this. And uh, that's cool. That's very, very cool. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that when it's finished. I did happen to see too on the photos, number 18 as well. Yes, yes. I was always uh, a big John Bauer fan and, and loved the way he's the style of his driving. And and uh, so, yeah, so I said to Dad, no, I'm going to gonna use number 18. <laughs> and did it break his heart? No, I don't think so. I mean, and, I think a lot of people, you know, I was very mindful then too that I wanted to sort of do my own thing and I wanted yeah, to um, for people to see me doing it. You know, yeah, of course, I was always getting help. As your parents, you know, most parents do give their kids help, but... Um, I did want to try to earn my own stripes and not have the number 17 on the door. Mm-hmm. You know, there was time later in life that obviously that happened, which was great. But yep. um, So what's Jet running? Uh, well, he's running 17 because I actually said to him, I said, you should get your own identity, get your own number. And he's like, no, nah, this is what I want to be and this is the number I want to be. And, and I love that. And, which is really I cool. love that Jet is taking the mantle of the 17. And now going to make it third generation Johnson. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. It is cool. I, and I did give him the option. There was no pressure on him to have it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I think that number is fairly synonymous to our family. So it was really cool that he, he did. He said, no, nah, that's the one I want. And I don't want any other number mm-hmm. apart from number one. Funny, funny you mentioned the number one, though, because <laughs> yeah. I was, and we're going off track here a little bit. But while we're doing the, we'll get to a race for everyone in just a tick. But I remember I was at the 2019 Supercars launch. Jesse Yates and asked Scotty Mack. Uh, any reason you're not going to run with number one this year? And his response was, well, Dick, ne- Dick didn't need a number one to show anyone that he was a champion, and I don't think I need to either. Yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. Hey. So and that that was, perfect response. You know, very similar reason, Not, I mean, obviously on a very lower key level, but that I've always been number 17 in TCM. Mm. You know, we I was able to run the number one the last couple of years, but never did. And uh, even this year. But, I mean, number one on, the, on an XD Falcon is not really going to look suffice if you ask me mm. so it had to be the original number 17 and not just the original number 17 it is the exact original font of the number 17 that was used back in 1981 that's, cool. that's cool that might be a debate for the podium in another day because um, <laughs> our guest tonight svg he chose not to yep. to go with the number one he stuck with his own number when he became champion but uh, we might debate that he didn't one. want to get his helmet repainted because they had 97 <laughs> on it <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I i agree i love it i mean i don't think that you know in my some people love it like jamie loves number one mm. i'm not taking that away from him but i don't need number one and shane doesn't need and dad and scotty they don't need number one really to and i'm never going to get one uh, yeah yeah that's true i'm glad you said that <laughs> never going to get number one even if i really wanted it oh, i can't see me getting a number one no maybe you should change your number to number 15 and then you'd have number one <laughs> my team owner would kill me if i changed our number even when i wanted i wanted 99 this year and he said mate our cars are five and six and and i said yeah but i own the car and he went, I don't care. You race with me, you race with car five. It's like, so uh, car five, okay. then. Yep. Oh, right, oh, good oh, boss. Jump that one. Yep, cool. See All you, good. <laughs> yep, I'm a Cedo fan. Yep. <laughs> but that, that was our Fendix Breaks big moment. We'll take a quick break and give a, the race rewind as we delve down the rabbit hole next on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Right now, let's do our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Now, obviously, uh, 
being in Melbourne, there's not going to be a lot of racing that's going to be done, uh, at least in the near future for me locally. But that's why I thought we'd wind the clock back a little bit and have a look at the Sandown 500. Now, we put this Twitter question up on our, um, on our Facebook page and our social saying, can you spot where Stevie is? And the answer, of course, was the Sandown 500 in 1994, which was answered very correctly by Aaron Noonan. Very kind of the sleuth to do that. And uh, we thought we'll disqualify the sleuth. So coming in P2 was Kelly Johnson. And unfortunately, well... well my sister. Yeah. Which, what, what What did you offer Nims as a prize? Well, she's gone to me. He's like, I think I got in before noon. So what do I get? I said, well, if you want, you can have a Stephen Johnson signed photograph. <laughs> <laughs> and what was her response? It was something like, um, yeah, I might Yeah, no, nah, 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 thanks. Yeah, I don't think I could repeat that. But anyhow. Did I make the podium on comments on that one? Uh, yes, I think you did. With the, oh, good. With, okay. <laughs> but anyhow. <laughs> Moving back to the Sandown 500, the 94... Go and have a look at my comment, folks. It's very funny. <laughs> We're trying to push people to our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> the 1994 Sandown 500. Now, this is in the record books because, first off, it's the first Sandown 500 that uh, Dick Johnson won, along with John Bow, and it's also the lowest ever placing of the winner. So they surged from 15th on the grid to give Dick, his, Dick Johnson Racing their first win at the 500. And let's just... Go back and have a look at some of the names on the grid. Four to them, and look how far back they are. A desultory result. A very disappointing one for the Shell FIA racing team. Alan Grace, Dick Johnson, uh, Steve Johnson, Father Dick, and John Bow. Look for them storming through the field as they try to make up positions early in the race. At least Dick doesn't have the problem that he's had previously of starting from pole and failing to finish. Perhaps he can reverse that sort of fate. Bit behind his team leader and in fact sharing that row of the grid with the Holden Racing Team's second car, Brad Jones and Craig Lowndes. Great talent, Lowndes. And Jones too has been going extremely well in the car and is very fired up to try to prove that he deserves more than a couple of drives a year. Then we get towards the front row of the grid and then Mark Scaife, Jim Richards, the Winfield Racing Commodore VP, Headed off, though, by the star of the moment, Peter Brock, who'll start on the inside of the front row of the grid for the Holden Racing Team, and Thomas Mazira backing him up. So that's the way the cars will line up for this Sandown 500, a race with 30 years of history. There you go. So that was the grid. I love it how Will Hagen gave your old man a slap behind the back of the head <laughs> on the way through there. He didn't miss him, did he? No, nah, no, nah, he didn't. Now, uh, let's see if he can, uh, what do you say? He Start starts on pole and didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if he can buck the trend from starting on it, pole and not finishing. It must, Thanks, have been, it must have been something that year that um, for, for Dad and JB because they won Sandown and they won Bathurst uh, and they started Bathurst from P10 in 94. Because Dad actually hit the wall coming out of the cutting on the right-hand side um, in the shootout. And he ended up, obviously, had a massively uh, damaged rear quarter panel. And the rear tyre was smoking heavily. And we were all in the pits holding our breath because uh, we were just waiting for that right-hand rear tyre to pop at any moment. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So, they started from 15th at Sandown and one and 10th at uh, Bathurst and won it. So, maybe I should start. Bathurst 10th, Matty. <laughs> sure. In the TCM car or in the supercar? Yeah, both. Right, okay. Well, 1990... That's about where I'm going to start, I reckon. 10th, maybe. The, um, the 94 Sandown 500... 
as, as they also said in wow. the coverage, that was the debut race for Craig Lowndes as well. And I love how he's like, hmm, yeah. very talented young kid, yeah. this. Fair talent. <laughs> yeah, fair talent. What was Will Hagen doing? Calling that was that for ABC or something? SBS. No, that was. SBS. I was for SBS. SBS. Yeah. Right. Now, but then obviously it was a, it was different at, at Bathurst. I think it was seven. Oh, it was seven at Bathurst, and that was the year that. Um, well, obviously Craig Lands was his first year as well as yeah. mine. Yeah. And he missed a brake pedal going into turn two and passed John Bear on the outside. <laughs> and then did. and then I think Dad got on the on the radio to JB and said, You're not gonna let this snotty nose little rookie beat you at Bathurst, are you? So then JB got his finger out yeah, and away he went straight. Yeah. Anyway. I, and I Will Hagen's a funny guy. because uh, I think he's still he's doing something. I can't remember what he's doing these days, but I was in the media center at Bathurst a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, maybe seven. I don't can't remember what it was. And he was doing race updates for the ABC. And in the media center at Bathurst, basically it's like a school classroom. You all sit in, you know, little rows, rows. and write your stories and do all that sort of stuff. And there are guys who uh do crosses for radio stations, you know, FM stations and SEN and all the other bits and pieces about hourly updates. Well, when Will Hagen did his for the ABC, it was so loud that 50 <laughs> journos, every time he was doing updates, rolled up paper and threw it at Will Hagen while he was trying to do his <laughs> because no one else could do their hourly updates because Will Hagen just shot the lights out with volume. It was terrible. It was so bad. We've got another absolute gem of commentary here too. Now, this is the start of the race, and this is also when Peter Brock got into a bit of froth and bubble. As they get underway now in this Sandown 500, it's a great start for Wayne Gardner. He's soaring through and he's up in the fifth place in a race being led by Mark Scaife and ensures that Peter Brock, who was on pole position, who's now back to third can do no better than that. That's a great jump and a start for Mark Scaife. And have a look at car 05. And then we'll show you how it happened. Now, this car's in second place at the moment, but quite obviously is headed to the pits at the end of this uh, in about two and a half kilometres time. The front end of it's copped a hell of a whack. It'll be interesting to see how much time this takes off. He didn't go into the pits. <laughs> he wants to show it to the Sandown Grandstand and the fans there quite incredulous. Standing up. Peter, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Peter, who what's was the other voice? Howard Marsden. Oh, well, that was Howard Marsden. I'm pretty sure it was Howard Marsden, yes. From Ford. Yes. In ultimately, then in Ford, yes, yes, who started Ford Kart Stars and was very big in the resurgence. Yeah, if we go back into the show of that BA Falcon and Stone Brothers and all that kind of mm, stuff, mm, God absolutely. rest his soul. Now, yep. Big Howard. This was actually quite a domination by uh, both JB and Dick, in uh, and they they led the race after lap thirty and didn't absolutely look back at all. And let's get to the. Uh, Let's get some audio of the finish because it's got one of the greatest sound grabs I've ever heard from your old man, Steve. But what a resounding high-speed effort this has been today. 15th grid position. Punched through to the lead in the opening segment of the race with one lap remaining. No corners remaining now for John Bow as he storms towards the finish in car number 17, the Shell FAI Falcon. Contrary to all the expected form and predictions, victorious in the Sandown 500 for 1994. There's John Bow at the wheel now as he was in the first stint. Dick Johnson in the middle stint in what has been a spectacular race and his first victory here ever 
and in fact he first competed here back in 1977. This is the first time he's got there first and he's with Ian Campbell. Congratulations. Uh, the Melbourne hoodoo's gone. You've won the Sandown 500. Yeah, at last. I tell you, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> How good was listening to that? They're the glory days. They're the cars that we want to see restored. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good on you, Dick. Does that, honestly, Nimsy, does that sort of, like, going through and finding those clips and watching all that stuff, does that make you, uh, more, like, does that impress you more than the current era? Well, it does a little bit because you looked at some of the other cars that are on track because they not only have to fight off, and there's some great talent on there, like Ingalls in, on there as well, Perkins, there's some big names in V8s. And then you got some absolute nobodies running around like BMWs and yeah, and yeah. Mazda 623. Yeah, all of these privateers awesome. that, and that's what happened with Brock, how he um, got into all that froth and bubble. He tried to avoid a slower car. So there's a fair bit more skill there. And it's just actually cool to watch so many different sorts of first liveries, second, so many different makes, and mm-hmm. actually seeing the names that are now famous for being, you know, legends actually in their prime and hearing them go back and talk about, like they said, Oh, Brad Jones, hopefully he'll get another game at Bathurst, you know. Like, 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 yeah, I think he did. Yes, with the, with the benefit of hindsight, we can go back now and look and say, oh, boy, didn't they have a great career, you know. Um, what do you say? Lowndes showing a little bit of pace and a little bit of talent or whatever and Brad Jones and all these guys who are now team owners retired or whatever, mm. we have a look at their career and, and how they've gone. And it's a, I reckon it's a joy to watch. I'm not a football guy, right? I'm, I'm not a rugby league bloke or a football bloke. And, and when I go through KO and, and Fox Sports and I see all these games from 1980 and, and 1975 and grand final of 1991, I just couldn't give a toss. Mm. But I love watching that old stuff. And I guess that's the same enjoyment that someone who's watching the Rugby League or the AFL replays gets. Watching Artie Beats and kick a big torpedo somewhere. Yeah, you know, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I just don't get it. But yep. I love watching the 1985 Bathurst 1000 or the Sandown 500 yep. or whatever, knowing what went on after that and where the careers have gone. And, what, and you know, guys like yourself and JB and... Seton and second generation and all that kind of stuff. That's where I get my joy yeah. out well, of watching. You got to go back, Nimsy, and have a look at a couple of the Bathursts. I'm sure maybe 83, 82, 83, 84, not 83, because that was the, the tree era. But um, <laughs> it was one of the years. It must be 84, 85, somewhere around there. And um, Dad, uh, Dad might have got into the back of one Peter Williamson in his little Toyota Corolla at Bathurst. But unbeknownst to Dad, and Peter Williamson, the way that they used to fuel that car in the pit stop was the key for the boot was still actually in the boot. So they'd come into the pits and they'd turn the key and the boot would open up and they'd fill the fuel tank. Uh, but Dad had hit him up the arse that hard <laughs> that the key was snapped off, the boot was caved in, and they couldn't get him to fill it when he came in. So they started to take to it with an axe. Yeah, and they cut, a, ho- oh, they cut a hole in it with an axe. That. Yeah. How's that for, you know, let's just take a piece of metal and smack it against another piece of metal right where there's a fuel tank. Yeah. Hey, how's that? Ripper, we want to spark the thing. She would have turned into a barbecue. But that's what they did. And there's footage of, and again, you, you'll know Stevie J because you've got a, a, a mind for it. But who was the driver who was pushing the car over the main straight and then collapsed at the end. 
Was it a BMW he was pushing or, well, or something? Couldn't do that these days. Think about no. it during the break because we've got to get out of here very quickly. We'll take okay. our final break. But first, on the speckle text, Dean has sent through, you mean rugby leg. Rugby Rugby Good on you, Dino. Rugby <laughs> Thanks for that, Dino. But uh, we'll wrap it all up here on the driver's seat next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Yes, this is the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota Building Australia. Uh, I completely forgot to mention Formula One's revised calendar has been revealed, uh, so I'll quickly blitz through it here. Uh, we're going back-to-back at Silverstone. Silverstone? Yeah, we're Silverstone. Silverstone. Silverstone, yeah. Uh, July 31st to August 2nd, that's back-to-back, followed by August 7th and 9th, and the Spanish Grand Prix, the Belgian Grand Prix, Italian Grand Prix, Tuscan Grand Prix, Russian Grand Prix. Nuremberg, Portuguese Grand Prix, and uh, Imola as well. But um, United States, Mexico. Imola Bra- or Imola? Imola. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and Nuremberg or Nürburgring? Nürburgring, yes. <laughs> this is why you Nuremberg had some trials just after World War Two. Yes. And Nuremberg and uh, Nürburgring. Yes. Race track. It's one, it's, I think it's one of those cases where the off-air conversation is bled into on-air. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, just... That's right. Your education continues. Imola, Nürburgring, Sochi, Mugello. But yeah, um, unfortunately for GP fans in uh, the states, Mexico, Brazil, and Canada, yeah, no go this year. No go. No, Death rate just, too high. It's mm. just it's just too crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's way too crazy yeah. for them to do anything yeah. there. So I think that's that that is the right decision. Yep. To pull the plug now and not even try to. Put no. anything off or put anything no. on hold. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to though. Uh, Porto Mayo. I'm looking to. I'm looking forward to Imola. I'm looking forward to Mugello. Uh, sensational. Good to see those some of those tracks back because yeah. we don't normally see them. You're so looking looking forward to seeing Mercedes dominate there as well. Let's hope that Formula One put on a show and some racing. Maybe they should make Mercedes run hard tires and make everyone right, soft. Yes. Yeah, well, maybe. Hey. And to the gentleman who look at supercars <laughs> F1, they're doing it right. And to the gentleman that got on Facebook and left us a note saying that we, you and I, didn't know what we were talking about, that Formula One is boring, you're wrong. See you, mate. Formula One's boring. See you, mate. <laughs> All right, we'll be back again same time next week with another edition of The Driver's Seat. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.